Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to Deep Water. Uh, I, I'm so excited to share with you for a few minutes today what I would entitle Beware the Easy Way. Okay? Beware the Easy Way. Now, please don't turn this off because I can promise you with my hand on a Bible or anything else that I have seen so many people over the last 30 years where this one issue changing this in their life was the, um, was, was the linchpin, was the seesaw where that tipped it into their favor. And then all those things that had been so hard and not happening for them in their life started getting better and better and better just by changing this one thing. So, uh, please give me a few minutes here to get into this because I really believe this could be life-changing from week to week. We have talked um, a number of times on this program about the research of instant gratification versus delayed gratification and it, how it's about as black and white night and day as any group of research I've ever seen, and Google it for yourself to confirm this. But this is research going back 75 years, hundreds of studies, um, and, and everyone I've ever seen, which I don't know how many that is, I've been reading research like this for 30 years, probably at least 100 studies I, I've read just on this issue, okay? And everyone I've ever seen is that uh, delayed gratification ends up significantly more successful, healthy, wealthy, happy, less sick, live longer, make more money, have more friends, have better self-worth, better emotions, better actions and behaviors. I mean, I mean, it's like pick something you would call success and there's a study about instant gratification where if you delay gratification, you will achieve that success or one like it or close to it. Pick a failure and there's a research study probably saying if you choose instant gratification consistently, this is what you're going to end up with. I mean, it's that stark. It's, it's almost, if, if it's not, it's almost 180 degrees different between delaying gratification and instant gratification. All right? So, what I want to talk about today is, is very related, connected, but from a little different angle, that, and I think the difference in the angle is significant and worth, worth making a, a point of its own, all right? And that is, beware the easy way, okay? And, and yes, instant gratification would usually be called the easy way, 
and delayed gratification the hard way. But not always. It depends on the situation. Okay? But first, let's talk about why this is a big deal. Okay? Uh, besides all the studies on instant versus delayed gratification that show a night and day difference, that basically show what you want in your life that you would call success comes from delaying gratification, and what you don't want in your life basically comes from instant gratification. Unbelievable! Because 9 out of 10 people are living their life by seek pleasure and avoid pain, which is instant gratification. And, and, and 90% of them, sure enough, are having all kinds of physical, emotional, mental, relational, career problems in their life. Well, surprise, surprise, you've basically chosen the road that goes to that. Now, if you want to start choosing the road that goes to health, success, happiness, etc., then that's the high road. That's, that's the hard way. That's that's delayed gratification, all right? But, but let, let me give you a, a, a really good reason first, okay? And an amazing thing that happens inside of us. A 2017 University of London study on, on beware the easy way, basically, um, absolutely is amazing and fascinating to me, okay? And this gives us insight into just who we are as human beings and the way we're wired and the way we think and how, how our memories have, have devolved over millennia to the point that 50% of what we believe and think is true according to the research is simply not true as untruth after untruth has been passed down to generation after generation after generation. Each generation piles their own negative on and then passes it down to the next generation. That generation piles their negative on and then passes it to the next generation. Okay, And thousands of years of that have gotten us to the place where 50% of what we believe is true is not true and over 90% of us are stressed to the point that stress seems normal. Okay? And we've actually studied that. Okay? We, we uh, did a baseline, a heart rate variability baseline, which is the best measure for stress, the clinical mainstream medicine measure for stress. Got a baseline, asked the people, do you feel stressed? About 50% said they did, about 50% said they didn't. Um, uh, do another heart rate variability, and it shows they're mega stressed. Well, actually, the way it came out, 50% of them were not stressed, but 50% of the ones who said, no, I'm sorry, I I'm remembering wrong. 90% of the ones who said they did not feel stressed when tested with heart rate variability were in clinical stress. Now, how can that be? Because it's become normal. We think it's normal. It's not normal. And, and, and a couple of the things that have gotten us here is choosing instant gratification consistently, choosing the easy way instead of the hard way, which are both under seek pleasure and avoid pain, what I want, when I want it, and let me control my end results so that I get maximum pleasure, minimum pain. All right? That mindset, in my opinion, is what has gotten us here. Okay? And so we really need to reverse that as a people, but especially you in your life. You can't control me or anyone else, really, but you can change this in your life. Okay, so back to the 2017 University of London study. They, um, they had individuals uh, sitting at a, at a, I don't know, a desk or a table with a computer screen in front of them or some kind of a big screen, and in their hand is almost like a game controller with a joystick. And they can uh, do the joystick to the right, or they can do the joystick to the left. All right? And their instructions are that when the test starts, there will be dots on the screen. The screen will be covered with dots. 
and those dots will either be moving to the right predominantly or to the left predominantly and all the people who are doing the test have to do is if the dots start moving to the right do their joystick to the right. If the dots start moving to the left do their joystick to the left. That's all they have to do. That's the whole test. Okay? Well, what, what the participants didn't know is that while they were doing that and did pretty well at first when it worked easy, but then the designers of the test started making whatever way the dots were moving harder to get the joystick to go that way, which, which can become a little frustrating. Okay, right? Well, you know what happened? This is amazing. The majority of the test participants, when it started to become hard to do the joystick the way the dots were moving, they started moving the joystick the other way, the way the dots were not moving. And when asked about it, they said they were moving the joystick the way the dots were moving. Now, either one of two things is going on. Either they're lying, okay, they just can't get that, that was too frustrating, so they just start doing what was easy, all right? They're either lying or their mind, which is absolutely capable of this, their mind, when it started getting hard to to do the joystick the direction the dots were moving, their mind literally caused them to see the dots moving the other way. Which is exactly what happens in young ladies with anorexia, where they see something that's simply not there, they, and, and what they do, they don't see what is there, and they do see what's not there. Okay? This is exactly what happened in this study, except it wasn't with people who were anorexia, it was supposedly with people who were normal, okay? But even normal, they started going the, the easy way and, and lying or were tricked in, and said, no, 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 I didn't go the wrong way, that's the way they were going, okay? Um, the end of their study, uh, I, would, I would maybe write in this conclusion, and I think they may have done that too, and it would be this. Hard is usually worth it. Okay? Hard is usually worth it. Okay? The reason that we continue to prioritize, seek pleasure, and avoid pain is because we think it's worth it. We think having what I want right now is worth not getting what I really want even more later. We think that that low road, seek pleasure and avoid pain, is going to be better, at least for right now today, and so that's all we concern ourselves with, not the long term. And so we end up on a hamster wheel constantly in our life, prioritizing the thing that um, is actually becoming the source of more and more pain, more and more failure, more and more health problems, uh, etc. Okay? So, beware the easy way, and you may find yourself either lying to justify your instant gratification and seek pleasure, avoid pain desires, or your unconscious mind may be tricking you and causing you to see things in your life through the lens of seek pleasure and avoid pain that really are not that way at all and would go much better if you gave up the end result, focused in the present in love, etc. Okay. Um, when we 
choose the easy way. When we choose instant gratification, um, there's some typical ways that most of us do it, and then there's consequences of that. So I wanted to go through a few of those so that you know it's not just this one study. It's not just, hey, the high road's always better. Um, no, there, there's a lot of reasons that you want to live this way, even though sometimes it's harder. All right, so let's take a look at those. Um, number one, when you, when you choose the easy way, part of that is typically dumping on others, whether it's anger or frustration or um, uh, what I want, when I want, arranging circumstances to benefit me rather than you. Um, that's all a part of it, but, but I would call all of that kind of dumping on others. The problem with that is that dumping on others, 100% of the time, will come back to bite me in the rear and bite you in the rear. It'll do it every single time, okay? So you think you're getting it off your chest, and maybe even you think you're putting them in your place, but what you're really doing is you're ensuring that something's going to come around and get you, okay? It's not a good trade, all right? Number two. Um, when you put expectations on other people, then they will tend to dump on you, okay? As opposed to loving them, encouraging them, supporting them, um, but letting them do the best they can and that's it. Now, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking on this one about if someone works for you, you don't have certain things they need to get accomplished. I, I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about putting performance expectations on them that are way up here or something that they're not comfortable with or something that you feel you should be doing but you just don't want to or something of that nature. If you put unfair expectation on someone else, they will end up dumping on you, even if it's just in their own mind, even if they never say anything, okay? And that's Einstein's action at a distance. You're connected to that person, and their negative thoughts about you can literally affect the physiology of your body. And if you put unfair expectations on them, you are guaranteed that's going to happen. Okay, number three, um, when, you, when you choose the easy way to the degree that you expect other people to adapt to you rather than you adapting to other people, other people will start to avoid you. And if they can't avoid you physically, they'll avoid you in their mind. They'll, they'll, all of a sudden you're off their good list, all right? Which is bad for action at a distance stuff and a number of other things too. Other people can see them reacting negatively toward you. Hey, what, 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 what did he do? And, and now all of a sudden you've got a bunch of people talking about how selfish and unfair you are. Uh, number four, um, to declare, I'm right and you're wrong, about 99% of the time, shuts down meaningful relational intimacy and conversation. Okay? And, and that's the easy way. I'm right. You're wrong. Okay? But you do that and you've just damaged that relationship and possibly until you go back and correct that. So I'm sorry, I never should have I never should have said I was right and you were wrong. And some people never say it, right? Those are the family feuds that go on for decades, which means now you've got a, a negative a negative relationship situation that's hurting you and them. And we've talked about how the three hundred percent difference between a conflicted relationship and a harmonious relationship. 300% greater chance you'll get an illness or disease and die by middle age versus 300% more chance that you'll be healthy and happy long term. Okay? Um, number five. I would lump this 
probably under an umbrella word called selfishness or what's in it for me or business deal love. Okay? Selfishness ends with me alone or with you alone. Even if I'm in a crowded room or a big family. Okay? Selfishness always ends with being alone. Um, number six, demanding to keep your bias and prejudice in the face of maybe other truths, more truth, higher truth, conflicting truth, meaning I refuse to look at the whole truth. I'm just going to focus and demand what I believe is so that plays into all my insecurities and, and everything um, because that's where I'm comfortable. Chevy's better than Ford no matter what the experts say. Okay? Keeping your bias and prejudice puts a glass ceiling on your whole life. Your, your um, career, your relationships, your health, everything. Okay? And I don't want a glass ceiling. I want to have the best life I can possibly have. Well, you can't have that. Demanding to keep your biases and prejudices. All right, number seven. Having an attitude of my way. We are we're always going to do it my way or I'm always going to push to do it my way rather than someone else's way. When you demand my way, you have just destroyed group synergy, most likely, if the others don't all agree to that, and you've just cost yourself a miracle. Because when the whole group, even if that's two people, are willing to look at everything without bias, without prejudice, uh, what you want, what I want, to, to um, pray and meditate over that until kind of a next best course of action considering what everyone thinks. Man, that's when miracles happen. That's when you come up with these solutions. It's like, how in the world did y'all think of that? Well, we had some great people who put their ego and selfishness at the door and we all went at it with one heart, one mind, together in unison and yeah, uh, we don't know that any of us would have ever come to this individually. It came out of that magical group synergy. Okay? Uh, number eight. When you surround yourself with yes men and yes women, you are, I would say, at least 80% of the time, you are limiting what is your best option. Okay? In other words, you're probably 80% of the time, I would guess, don't have a study for this one, if you only consort and consult with yes men and yes women, 80% of the time, you're not going to get your best option. Okay? Uh, back to that magic and miracle of the group synergy. Number nine. Fast success often does not have staying power. Let me say it another way. Fast success often does not have legs to stand and keep standing. It often burns fast and then burns out and crumbles or falls back to, to where you began or sometimes even not as good as where you began. Alright? So typically the slow, step-by-step, -step, not rushing it, being patient, not putting expectations on it, not, not... Uh, typically if you do it that way when you get to the end, it will have staying power. It, it will be success for some period of time, sometimes forever. All right. Number 10, um, having it your way or 
or um, going the easy way or instant gratification all the time typically means you are not a good listener. Okay? When other people are expressing stuff, you've already got your mind made up. You don't hear what they say or you hear it, but you don't really understand it um, because you've already got your mind made up. When you don't listen, whether it's one person or a thousand in your company, it tends to really destroy the trust. Okay? And again, kind of like the 1980 uh, miracle story of the United States hockey team. A lot of people feel the, the greatest uh, sports achievement upset kind of thing that's ever happened in history. And what those players said in interviews and in the movie too, which is one of my favorite movies, it was all about trust and love for each other. They didn't have the best players. The Russians were way better. In fact, the, the coach of the United States team uh, felt the Russian players were better at every single position. But the Americans had love. They had trust. Uh, in fact, the 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 thing at the very end, kind of the culmination from the coach was we believed. Okay? Well, believing is a trust thing. Uh, belief is the overall um, umbrella. Faith is related to the past. Hope related to the future. Trust related to the present. Okay? So if I demand my way about everything, if I'm selfish, if I'm instant gratification, if I'm my way, usually you don't trust me very much. Okay? And I'm a and part of that is I don't really listen. I'm I'm gonna do it my way. And you learn that after a while. So why discuss it anyway? Alright? But if I do listen unselfishly, I've checked my ego, I've checked my bias and prejudices as best I can, then we can have trust and have an absolute best outcome and have fun while we're doing it because we like and love each other. Okay? So those are 10 things um, about choosing the easy way. Beware the easy way. I'm giving you some reasons why. All right, last thing. Let me give you a few things that would serve as sort of a diagnostic to see, am I choosing the easy way or am I choosing the best way, the high road, the hard way, the delayed gratification way? All right, here's some diagnostics to help you see where you are. Number one, uh, you get really bummed when something's not easy, okay? Something in the, in the anger or, or extreme anxiety camp, all right? Number one, you get bummed when something's not easy. Number two, you're stuck or you regularly get stuck, okay? That doesn't usually happen on the high road, on the love road, on the win-win-win-for-all-concerned road. That happens on the seek pleasure, avoid pain, business deal, love, what I want, when I want, it's all about me, etc. All right? So if you're stuck, good chance it's because you're trying to do the low road and that road only goes to one des destination, which is negative emotions, negative thoughts, failure, even if you're a millionaire, you're a miserable millionaire, negative health issues. On and on and on. All right. Number three, diagnostic. Uh, you experience almost a hopelessness and feel like giving up or you do give up. That's number three. Number four, uh, a deteriorating, declining, or ruined relationship. Okay? That's number four. Number five, you're, you're missing opportunities for growth, 
prosperity, success, health and happiness. You see things happening to other people. You feel like really your life should be something different from what it is or there's a level that you just can't seem to get to no matter how hard you try. Something's missing and, and you feel it. Something's missing. Those are usually signs, five of them, that you are choosing the easy way. You are choosing instant gratification, seek pleasure, avoid pain, etc. So I come back to where we started. Beware the easy way. Because in my experience, a significant percentage of the time, not always, it's the wrong way. And it's the way where you get there to the end of your life and your experience is, I missed it. I missed what was most important. And you feel guilt, you feel um, maybe helpless and hopeless, sad, uh, etc. Versus if you choose the hard way, delayed gratification, win, win, win for everyone concerned, uh, not my way, putting my, my prejudices and prides at the door, being a great listener, including other people, uh, all those things that we just talked about, all right? You do that and typically you have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity that you're able to capitalize on and that happens in your life and you even think, wow, man, why did that happen to me? Why did that great thing happen to me? Well, because you're on that road. You're on the high road. The delayed gratification. The love in the present moment road. As opposed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, what I want when I want. Never giving up control of the end result because that's what I'm all about. More pleasure, less pain. Those are end results. Okay, so those are some diagnostics, some reasons that if you do this, it's going to take you where you don't want to go. All right, so um, uh, my suggestion is, is use these diagnostics, see where you are, look at those 10 things that tend to happen when you choose the easy way, and make a decision, make a vow. Don't not, not just something uh, quick and off the cuff. No, no, no. Make a vow. I, I, I'm as best I can. As as God is helping me, I'm going to live this way the rest of my life. And it's this: I'm going to always be open to the hard way. Now, why did I say it that way? Because sometimes the easy way is the best way. Okay, maybe one time in ten or something like that. And we don't want to choose the hard way just for the sake of the hard way. Alright, that's crazy. We want the best way. Alright, well, 80-90% of the time, the best way is the hard way. 10, 15, 20% of the time, it's the easy way. So, the vow is, from now on, I will always be open to the hard way. I will identify, okay, what's the easy way here and why would I want to go that way and what's the hard way here and why would I want to go that way and then realizing most of the time the best way is going to be that hard way. So gathering all the truths, all the beliefs I have about this thing, whatever it is, and then choosing the appropriate way, easy or hard, whichever one is in love in the present moment, giving up the end result. That is win-win-win for everyone, etc. All those things we've been talking about since we started. Okay? So, beware the easy way. And make a new vow or commitment to live your life from now on by the best way, whether 
it's easy or hard. But to do that, you have to change those things that we discussed. You don't, everyone can't adapt to you. You've got to adapt too. Okay? Value the whole group. Don't just have yes men and, and yes women. Have people that disagree with you, that challenge you. Be a great listener. Be willing to do success the long, hard way. Okay? Uh, Etc. And, and I, I believe with all my heart, if you really, really, really do this, okay, and use some of the, some of the mechanisms we've shared to help you do this, okay, I'm just telling you, I've seen it change life after life after life in a week to three weeks or less. Some people a day or two, okay? Because changing this one thing can change your perspective and how you feel and your actions dramatically by saying, no, no, I'm no longer committed to the easy way every time. I'm going to go to the trouble, the time, treat other people, ask other people, listen to other people, etc. to determine what's the best way. And sometimes that may be something that's pleasurable for someone else, but painful for me. All right? I'm willing to do that as long as I'm convinced it's the love-based best way. Okay? Let me shift gears just a little bit. Um, you know, expecting easy creates a whole new set of consequences. Okay? Uh, Dr. Dan Gilbert from Harvard did a uh, research study on the campus at Harvard over years, uh, wrote a best-selling book about it called Stumbling into Happiness, and the culmination of that, a direct quote from Dr. Gilbert, is expectations are a happiness killer. And they're a happiness killer because as soon as you have expectations about something in the future or your physical or external circumstances that you're not in complete control of, what they found at Harvard is that puts you into fight-or-flight stress as soon as you have that goal. If you're already in stress, it spikes your stress. So, um, expectation or, or, or expecting things to be easy in your life and I'm only going to go the easy way and if it gets hard, this is not okay, okay? Um, that that one mindset, that one attitude, that one point of view of looking at your life or any issue can create consequences that you would not have had if you had not made that a goal, if you had not expected easy, okay? And um, let's talk about some of those. Well, that's the first one, is that it puts you into stress. And uh, according to the Center for Disease Control, 90 plus percent of illness and disease comes from stress. According to Stanford Medical School, it's 95 percent. This is old news. We've known 30, 40, 50 years now. Um, just about any negative thing in your life, career, relationships, health, emotions, whatever, you can trace back to stress or no stress. Okay? Um, or, or little stress, all right? So expecting easy is really, in a nutshell, the problem here. The problem really isn't, is it hard or easy? It's what were you expecting, okay? And if it conflicts with your expectations, then you have a problem with it, okay? Well, here's the, pro here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with expecting easy. We expect with our prefrontal cortex, which is uh, I would call your um, your experience simulator. It's how you try it on before you buy it. Okay, it's how you imagine something and how you would like it to be. Uh, expecting the easy way or the hard way, whatever it is you're envisioning, it's it's. 
an experience simulator to see do I want to go that way. So you imagine how it might go and then you decide whether to go that way or not. The problem is your experience simulator lies all the time. Okay, So lots of times we are looking at the issue whether it's to go get a pizza at the grocery store or change jobs or how we're doing uh, this relationship that's important to us through the eyes of our experience simulator and our experience simulator is saying easy and that easy will turn out great. The only problem is it lies all the time. And so we accept that, take ownership of it, go down that road, and it doesn't end up great. It ends up terrible and sometimes catastrophic. Well, one of the problems there was the very first thing you did. In, in, in philosophy and reasoning, you might say your original premise was wrong. And the original premise was two things. Number one, that with your experience simulator, you can get an accurate view of what hasn't happened yet. All right? Do not count on that at all. Okay? That's a coin flip. All right? And then, secondly, the very act of expecting the easy road to go great creates a situation where if it doesn't go great, now you have negative emotions, negative uh, thoughts, stress, negative chemicals in your brain, etc. Okay, so the first real problem, you might say the enemy here, is expecting. Okay, so expecting easy cr creates consequences and leads to negative consequences. Alright? Uh, let's look at a few of those. Number one is feeling bad when your work or life is not easy. Alright? Because you expected it to be easy. Uh, back in 07 and 08 during the uh, recession crash, the biggest drop since uh, the Great Depression, um, I had so many of my clients coming to me not for health issues but because their finances were dropping like a rock and they were in a panic. Okay, I, I imagine over three, three, four years when that was at its worst, I probably worked with at least a hundred people who were really concerned about is that issue. And I mean some of them were, were so nervous and scared that, I mean, they, they went to the doctor and got new medication for anxiety and stress because of their worry. And I would ask them, okay, so let's see, let's look at the whole situation in integrity here, not just in a limited way out of fear. Do you still have a roof over your head? Well, yeah, you still have three meals a day to eat. Well, yeah, you still have a car to drive. Well, yeah, do you foresee a situation anytime in the near future where you won't have a roof over your head, won't have a car to drive, or won't have food to eat? Well, no, no, not really. But if this keeps going on, we might have some things that are not easy. Ah, there you go. You were expecting easy. And when you had it easy, you were expecting it to continue, which is normal. We just shouldn't do it because we never know what's around the corner and all of us have unexpected bumps in the roads and mountains we have to get over and uh, fall down a lot and metaphorically and all that sort of thing. Okay, so I would say to those hundred uh, clients of mine during that time period, one at a time, let me describe a situation and, and, and just see what you think. What if you picked up your whole life, your house, your car, your, your kids, your job, everything, picked, your, picked up your whole life and took it over and put it down in the poorest part of Ethiopia where they are so poor that uh, their big concern is are they going to eat today or finding clean water. Okay? 
and we set your house, everything down right in the middle of all of that. Would you still be afraid of not having enough money and stuff like that? And um, and they would they would think. And then, uh, as I remember it, every one of them answered this way. There there may have been one or two that didn't that I'm not remembering, but pretty much every one of them answered this way. No. You know, if that happened, I think I would probably now be worried about protecting the life I have that is so much better than anyone else's around me. <laughs> well, that's virtually 180 degrees different than what they came in uh, being afraid of. And, and I was able to help those people realize all you really need here is a change in perspective. You're not going to go hungry. Your children aren't going to go hungry. You're going to be okay. The economy's probably going to bounce back, but even if it doesn't, um, the most important things in life, you will still have all of them. Okay? And so um, that's the first one, is feeling bad when your work and life are not easy because that's what you were expecting. So now you have this anger, frustration, irritation, because what you wanted, you're not getting. Okay? But that is a wrong perspective. You have to look at it holistically with integrity. Okay? But that's one. Number two um, is you'll get unstuck with no idea how to get unstuck. Because all you know how to do is what you already know how to do and what the people who raised you and your ancestry passed down to you. So you get stuck. It doesn't go the way you want it to go. Now you're stuck and no idea how to get unstuck. And that can be a very frustrating uh, experience. And some people search for their whole life to get unstuck and try hundreds of things that cost them tens of thousands of dollars, but nothing ever works. All right? And, it, and, and then at the end of their life, that's a very frustrating kind of hamster wheel life to look back on. But again, the problem there is not reality, it's what you were expecting. And the difference in what you were expecting and, and what happened. Number three. Expecting easy tends to destroy relationships <clears throat> because of blaming and anger. We are built for, to prioritize relationships and love. If we prioritize anything else, we start to malfunction. If you expect easy, I guarantee you the most important relationships of your life, you're going to hit points where those relationships are really damaged, if not destroyed, because when, it's, when something is not easy and you were expecting it to be easy, you had experienced simulated it being easy, and you had taken ownership of it being easy, doing what I want, when I want, doing this relationship my way, etc. When that doesn't happen, this thing in your life that's worth more than gold, intimate relationships, that's what life is all about, you're likely going to damage or destroy it out of your blame or anger for things not being easy all the time. And they never are. Uh, number four, you may get to a place where you feel hopeless and you simply feel like laying over in the fetal position and giving up. In fact, when they do uh, experiments in this same field with animals, with electric shock and stuff like that, typically when the animal gets repeatedly over and over and over what they were not expecting to get or hoping to get, you might say, or wanting to get, the animal eventually will just lay down on the cage and be shocked over and over and over and not move. Okay? Uh, hopeless. Numb. Um, and then the last one is maybe the most important of all. When you expect easy and don't get it, 
you tend to not learn the lessons and build the spiritual, mental, emotional strength you need for your best life possible. Okay? There's an ancient manuscript that talks about uh, actually be joyful when painful and suffering things happen. When, when things happen that are hard, when you are expecting easy, this ancient manuscript says, be joyful, be happy when that happens. Well, why in the world would anyone do that? Well, it explains. Because going through that hard situation develops character, it develops integrity, maturity, strength, and ultimately your best possible life. Well, if you refuse to learn those lessons, because you're expecting easy and really demanding easy and not wanting to get out of that box to look for other solutions and, and also to, to look at, well, maybe I'm going through this pain, this hard time, uh, for a reason that's going to take me up higher in my life. So really, this painful thing is a good thing. It just hurts while I'm going through it, kind of like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Well, I believe that's exactly the case. And so, um, if we expect easy, we have really just slammed the door on the only pathway to our best possible life. So, when those times come up, I don't say you should be jumping up and down saying yay when hard, painful things happen, but you should see it as an opportunity, if I handle this right, to go up a little bit higher in my life toward my best possible life. On the other hand, expecting easy for the rest of your life will keep you from your best possible life. So, um, I hope this helps. To me, this is a big, foundational, important principle in what we're talking about every week and again for a lot of people can be a linchpin article that sort of shifts everything all by itself. So I hope it does that for you and have a wonderful blessed day. <music>